Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Auburn House of Sports podcast. I'm your host, Robert House, along with Wiley Fields. Wiley, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling great. It's spring again. It is spring again. The weather has been, for the most part, fantastic. Um, but we're going to get right into it. Uh, I know it's been a minute, um, but we're going to hop into some Auburn basketball, try and focus on that today, talk a little bit of baseball, um, college, and MLB briefly. But it has been a while since we've last talked. Um, I believe we left off with Texas A&M beating Auburn at home. After that, West Virginia beat Auburn at West Virginia. Auburn beat Georgia at home. Lost to Tennessee at Tennessee. Lost to Texas A&M at Texas A&M. Lost to Alabama at home. Beat Missouri at home. Lost to Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt. And then beat Ole Miss last night. So kind of a rough stretch. Um I mean, it wasn't easy to any extent. I don't think a lot of people expected Auburn to do well, um, and they definitely did not do well for, you know, I think they ended up losing, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six out of their last eight or nine, I think. Something along those lines. Um, All of their losses being very close. I mean, the Vanderbilt loss was by two. Alabama losses by eight, Texas A&M losses by five, Tennessee losses by three, West Virginia losses by three, and then the Texas A&M loss was by 16, which was kind of tough. But, you know, Auburn has shown signs of – shown promising signs of improvement, but also shown signs of no improvement at all. Um, and, I mean, that's kind of been the story all season. It's just inconsistent play from really the whole team um, and everybody. But – you know, the games that Auburn has won, they've looked really good in, and the ones they've lost, they haven't looked so good in. But Auburn now has what is going to be a really, really tough three-game schedule coming up uh, at Kentucky uh, on Saturday, at Alabama that next Wednesday, and then Tennessee at home that next Saturday, and then we get into the SEC tournament. And I think, you know, Auburn's not necessarily on the bubble for the NCAA tournament, but if they were to lose all three of these last three games, it wouldn't. There's a chance it could put them either out or right on the bubble. So Auburn really needs to win. What everyone would like to see is for them to win all of them, but I think that's kind of asking a lot. I think as long as they win one or two out of these last three, I think you'll see Auburn get a get a fairly good seed in the NCAA tournament, and hopefully they can make some noise in the SEC tournament. But That'll just kind of depend on what we see these last three games. If they can string something together, it'd be nice. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's um, like Robert said, it's just a very frustrating uh, season. But there's been a lot of good moments, and we know we can compete at higher levels. But there's also been a lot of down moments, just inconsistent, just about every other game. I mean, you could. We went from. I mean, beating Missouri by 30 to losing at Vanderbilt the very next game in less than four days, and it's just kind of a whirlwind of a season. Um, but it'll be – I mean, we know at our best we can compete with better teams. It's important, though, that these last uh, few games um, that we just finish the regular season out strong and uh, can just kind of get, get going because we can be a team that causes problems and – I don't think in the NCAA tournament, but I definitely think we get definitely can uh, cause trouble in the SEC tournament if we like play at our best. 
So just we just gotta be our best selves. I think Auburn's defense is kind of what's caused problems for yeah for most teams. It's really been the offense that I would say has been the been the struggle. Um, there's just there's no like shot maker. I mean, there's guys that can make shots, but like. Jalen Williams, for example, I'm going to use him because I think he's probably, I mean, Janai and Wendell are both very good, but I would say Jalen's probably one of the better better players and shooters that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's kind of a combination of Janai and Wendell almost. I mean, I don't think he can, like, I don't think he's got Wendell's quickness, but in terms of just, like, I don't know, shot-making ability, I guess, he's he's got it, but... He's somebody that that needs to get more shots. Like he's clearly like he's automatic from inside twelve feet. Um, been a pretty good three point shooter all season, but he's just not aggressive with the ball. And I understand he can't he can't handle the ball like Wendell can. But like, I just feel like we don't draw enough up for him. Like he he I see him hesitate sometimes on what I would consider open threes. I mean I know he. Anytime he gets in the paint, he's going to shoot it. But I just kind of want to see him get more aggressive with it uh, and just kind of get to his spot. We also – something I noticed last night when um, Ole Miss was kind of going on their run in the second half is that we just weren't getting the ball in the paint as much as we needed to. I mean, we've got Jani Broom down there who's been pretty solid all season. I mean, he's – been had some pretty bad games but for the most part has been a really good piece um, underneath and I think getting him more touches underneath and maybe allowing him to to kind of run the offense through the post almost like because he had some really good uh, passes out of the post yesterday that led to open threes or or another pass to to an open shot that was kind of promising and I think I I think Bruce talked about that a little bit last night in his post game press conference was how well Janai kind of has managed like the double teams that he's getting and he's going to continue to see that because he is pretty dominant in the post for the most part but last night too he put on a really good uh performance passing he did he did he he was able to I mean I remember specifically they called it it might have been a block actually that Ole Miss had but they called it a foul um but on an inbounds play. I just remember they threw it and in midair he caught one hand and immediately was able to get it to Jalen and Jalen got fouled, but uh Yeah, he had, probably wasn't a foul in reality, but it was still a very good awareness play by Janai. And he had three assists, which I think is more than like what his You don't see Biggs getting three assists though, man. His season average is one point four, so like that's yeah. really promising to see. He also hit a probably three. Could have had a few, yeah. He also hit a three, which you don't see from him often, but I kind of I kind of like it in what I saw last night. Like, it was kind of an in-rhythm. Like, the offense was kind of moving the ball. And he, the, you know, the bigs the bigs in the SEC are just giving him space, obviously, because he's not, like, a high percent three-point shooter. But, like, in certain scenarios, I like him shooting that shot. Like, he, he was one for two from three last night. I like him taking one or two three-point shots a game. I think anything more than that's a little too much. But I think if the bigs – are going to give him, you know, the six, seven, eight feet of space that they do give him. Like, I'm happy with him taking one or two shots like that a game. He also hit, like, a little free throw line jumper that I liked. Um, again, if those 
if those bigs are giving him too much space outside of the paint, I'm okay with him taking a shot. As long as it's not like that's what he goes to, which I don't think he's ever going to do that. I think he's going to continue to just bully you underneath and hit his little running running jump, uh, running jump, hook. But I, I like kind of what I saw from him last night. I think he had a really he had a really good game defensively in terms of he had like five blocks in the last like ten minutes of the game, and they were pretty at crucial points for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I just liked what I saw from him. I liked what I saw from Wendell. Wendell's, you know, hasn't been like the, the shooter that we kind of wanted him to be, but I think he's kind of made up for it in terms of his playmaking ability, his ability to drive the ball up the floor, create an open shot for himself or a teammate. Um, just I'm up, if if Wendell and Janai can play good, everybody else will kind of come together. Like Flan had a pretty, I'd say it was a pretty good game for him. He's kind of starting to piece some things together. It feels like I mean, he's he's shooting the ball fairly well. Mm-hmm. He's his athleticism is you know you're starting to see that. I mean, not saying he hasn't been looking athletic lately, but you kind of just see that bounce in his step that that we saw freshman year that we kind of missed last year. He's kind of starting to – you're kind of starting to see him get back um, to full strength now. And, I mean, Katie's someone who's been pretty inconsistent, but I I think he's, you know, if we can just get something out of him every game, like I don't really – I think the main focus would be for Wendell and Janai to play good. Like, you know, we need good bench production – from Dylan, um, from Trey. Trey's been somebody who I think has, you know, not a, not like the most amount of progression. I mean, obviously that's going to come in the off season, but like he's somebody that's kind of I think started to fill his role fairly well. He can run the offense very well. He can run the offense very well. Um, Zepp's kind of Zepp's somebody that I like to see take a few shots a game. I think he's, I think he's kind of he's very underrated in his offensive game. He's. He's shot the ball. Like, if he gets an open shot, he's, especially in the last few weeks, has hit those open threes that he gets. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's pretty good at those, like, step-back mid-range jumpers. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Chris Moore, you know, he kind of, after his shoulder injury, has kind of not dropped off, but, I mean, he's always going to come in with energy, which he always has. But in terms of, like, offensive production, that's kind of, dropped a little bit but the energy that he brings and the the grit that he brings is always is always welcome um I'm trying to think of um you know we haven't seen as much Johan lately which I think is fine I think he's kind of he was almost more of a burden than anything yeah. which I hate to say because I just think gonna he's gonna have to grow in the he's just gonna have to grow I think he's a great player and I think he's gonna get there I just think he kind of came into a weird situation I think he played. I think he was a natural five in high school and had to come in kind of play in the four with mm-hmm. Janai and Dylan. And I think it kind of might have been a little uncomfortable for him. But I think once he gets a full off season of, you know, having a year of experience and getting an off season, I think he's going to end up being pretty good. But we'll see how that how that kind of watch his progression um, throughout. But I think Chance Westry. I think he's medical red shirted. If I want to, it didn't look like he yeah. was even dressed out. So I want to say he met. I, I heard that he medical redshirted. I'll have to double check, but I don't think we're going to see any more of him. Um, 
which again is fine. He's another player that you know I want to see progress a lot in the offseason. I think he's got a ton of potential, but you know as far as that, I, I like our starters played really really well last night. Our bench not so much. I think we're going to need to see a lot of bench production if we're going to make any sort of noise. But again, I think as long as our defense is playing well, our offense just kind of needs to feed off that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> like, I don't have – it's just really just inconsistency. But we know if we can be strong on defense and – really, like, last night it was more apparent, but the blocks have kind of not been as apparent in the losses that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I mean, we've improved defensively, but also the defense has been earned in some ways. Like – like you said, with Janai having some bad games, Bama was definitely one of them. Uh, he just seemed kind of timid, and we we just don't need to have him be timid at all, especially when we're playing the number one team in the country at the time, or number two team team in the country at the time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we know what Wendell can do shooting-wise if he's feeling it. I'd love to see him. Honestly, Zepp, like you said, Zepp, if he can take more shots, he can get going too in some ways. Um, Jalen – proved it against Mississippi State and in the first half against Bama he can score he can be the main guy but it's just at the end of games it seems like we never have a guy who can take the accountability and just like take it in their hands I will never never understand this but I've, it's kind of been a trend in a lot of our like close games but like Jalen will have like a monster first half like mm-hmm. he'll go like 6 of 8 with 12 like in the Vanderbilt game he was 6 of 8 with 12 points in the first half, and then took four shots all of the second half, which is just absurd to me how you don't feed him the ball. Like, and maybe maybe it was just, you know, maybe it's just teams kind of adjusting and playing better defense. But, like, even then, like, I just don't understand. Like, there's got to be ways to get him the ball in, like, his spot where he just hits that little floater. Um, where he just hits that little floater. Um, and I, I just, I, I just want to see him get more aggressive with the ball, especially in the second half when we kind of need that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just think defensively is kind of going to be what needs to carry Auburn through the SEC tournament and hopefully the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. But that, I just, it's really just going to come down to what we see consistency-wise these next three games. If we can string something together, I'll feel pretty confident going into the SEC tournament. Like I said, if we can win one or two of these last three games, I feel pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But if – I mean, it's going to be tough. There are two away games at Kentucky, at Bama, and then Tennessee. I don't know, this is not – they are not easy games whatsoever. But I think if Auburn plays um, well enough – I think they could pull off a couple of one or two of these games and hopefully get – I mean, and Auburn's sitting – what's crazy is Auburn's sitting, I think, tied for fourth place right now. Yeah. And the SEC with um, – who is it? Kentucky. Probably Kentucky. They have the same record I think it's as like us. Kentucky and Tennessee, I want to say. And so these – I mean, the, obviously these next two games, three games are crucial in terms of seeding. But, again, for SEC tournament and for NCAA tournament. So – to see, I mean, it's weird to think about how this season has gone that Auburn's still only sitting at fourth place. Like, it yeah. feels like we're Well, it shows you how, like, struggling. capable we are in making some exactly. noise in the tournament. And SEC's been 
what feels like a really good year. I mean, maybe not the best year that the SEC's had, but yeah, Bama's definitely separated themselves from everybody, just consistency wise. Yeah, and I think. I think you just you're seeing teams that typically aren't like as good as they are. Like Bama's way better than they usually are. Texas A and M has put together a pretty really good year for them. Kentucky's definitely not as good as they usually are. Tennessee's, you know, not playing great as of late, but they're I mean, they've always kind of been right there. Arkansas's kinda of struggling. I think they've kinda of, I mean, with injuries and stuff, but I again I think they might have been just a little overhyped to start the season. But, you know, we'll see. Only time will tell. SEC tournament, NCAA tournament. We'll see what happens. It's again, it's called March Madness for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's absolute chaos. And so we'll see. Yep. Um, so for basketball, I think that's going to be it. Unless right. I got nothing else. Uh, we we covered pretty you, well. I think we covered most of it. So just hoping we'll, we can beat Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, at Kentucky so, would be nice. I will say we've won twice there in like the past like thirty years or something like yeah. that. So. It'd be nice to get a win there. But we're going to look at uh, Auburn baseball real quick. Uh, their season started last week against Indiana. They they won the series 2-1. Looked like they put together a good couple games uh, and then beat North Alabama on Tuesday. Yep. And then they've got a series against USC this weekend uh, at home. And then it's kind of just scattered teams throughout. And then SEC play will start against Arkansas March 17th. Um, Auburn's got – I mean, I haven't really looked into it much, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they've got a really good team. I mean, I think we had, like, the number two recruiting class, uh, at least top five yeah. this past cycle. I mean, Ike Irish, true freshman, is uh, looking pretty darn good. Real he, deal. He uh, – Basically led the way this whole weekend. I think he. I think he won SEC Freshman of the Week. I would hope so. I could be it wrong about like that. Pretty... I feel like I read that. Um, but man. like in terms of what Auburn's potential is baseball wise, like again, they. I don't. I mean, they obviously had lost some pieces, but I think retained some guys that. Yeah. That played well. Obviously, a lot of guys come in. Yeah. Bobby Pierce still playing well for us. Bobby P. Um, yeah. He, he, there, it'll just. I think it'll just come again with getting these younger guys' experience. Yeah, there's. I wouldn't say there's any like tough games until yeah. SEC plays. USC, Florida A and M, Lipscomb, UAB, Jacksonville State, Southeastern Louisiana, Georgia Tech, and then at Arkansas to start SEC play. So, mm-hmm. you know, not like it doesn't seem like the hardest schedule, but again, I mean, baseball is one of those sports like you're gonna lose games. You just kind of got to be able to string together enough wins, uh, and I think Auburn will be able to do that. I don't really know what their pitching core looks like. I, I don't. I think we've got a pretty good yeah, pitching core. They do. Um, they definitely improved after uh, the the bullpen came in strong on Friday night. Um, started off a little uh, iffy with a. Gosh, I can't remember who started, but. We we overall we've got a good pitching staff. We just it's just gonna take a minute to work with them. Um, the bats are flying though. That, that that's uh. Let's see. Friday we had eight runs. Saturday we had it's like six to three or something. Six to three. We're scoring runs. 
It was six to one. So okay, we won eight six four, one. six one, and then and lost. then we got pretty beat badly on a Sunday. But then we played back. played at UNA, and we I mean we crushed them. Yeah, beat it by over ten. So and I don't know how good USC is, but I don't ever think they've been like a powerhouse in baseball. So. I don't really know what that's to expect. Hopefully I'll be able to go to a couple of those games. I think weather permitting, I think the weather might get a little rough this weekend. But, you know, it's always fun. Baseball games at Plaisman Parker are always really fun. It's always a good atmosphere. But, you know, we'll continue to kind of watch Auburn baseball as that goes on and whatever. Same with basketball. But uh, I think, you know, I, I will say the Braves' uh, spring training starts, like game-wise starts – uh, Saturday at noon against the Red Sox. You know, obviously not like super important, but it'll just kind of be a good way to see. It's back, baby. It's back, basically. <laughs> it's just good to be good to see the the Braves back to battle. You know yeah. what I mean? So it'll just be good, kind of, to see where everybody's at. I mean, it's not gonna again it doesn't matter, but just kind of good for that to be coming back. And obviously, we'll we'll keep up to date with that as. Yeah. Whatever happens. Um, NBA, you know, just got done with the All-Star break. Game start back tonight. Uh, I don't think we talked about LeBron breaking the all-time scoring no, record, but he did that a couple spoken. weeks ago. Yeah. So that was a pretty big deal. So, yeah. I mean, all-time leading scorer. Who, who knows who will win the next time is someone will pass him, though. Um, who even knows? Because for him to be able to – last that long for so many years it's just completely unreal and for him to be this consistent it's it's crazy um there's a lot of debate who's the goat between him and jordan but in my opinion i feel like it's impossible to determine that especially when it's just two different generations or not generations but eras yeah and i don't ever like to argue that yeah you just gotta appreciate what he's done though because there's there's been very few athletes who have kept their physique and their, uh, let's see, dominance. I guess just dominance for so many for so many years and how it's been incredible to watch yeah. to say the least. Love him or hate him, he still impacts the entire league every single night. Yeah, now so. now with Bronny coming into the league, it'll be interesting to see if yeah how that all works out. But um, probably like two years so. LeBron at least has two more years under his belt because he's already said he wants to play with Bronny. Um, yeah, so that'll be. I mean, there's people. I've been watching podcasts and stuff with like the JJ Reddick podcast. Um, if you haven't listened to that, definitely a great a one great to listen podcast. to. He's probably the best analyst on ESPN right now. But just players commentating on LeBron and thinking like, like I think D Wade was the one who said that he thinks LeBron will play until he's 45, which is just crazy to think about for basketball. And I could see it too and still see him being as dominant as he is. I mean, he just has shown no sign of digressing. I feel like ever since he's gotten to L.A., he's gotten injured more, but he recovers super fast. Mm -hmm. And when when he comes back, he's still dominant. It's not like there's a dry spell. He's still... Yeah, he's good for he's good for twenty, twenty plus a night, which is insane to think about at that age. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he this season statistically is, if not the same, or if not better, it is like pretty darn close to the same as his first MVP season, or not first MVP season, but his twenty thirteen Miami Heat season. 
which is insane. Ten years later, man. We, we, we all thought that was going to be the most dominant LeBron, but little did we know, like you said, ten years later, just completely different. And he's doing it in a different way, too. Like, mm-hmm. he's more just, like, impacting the whole team. Back then, I feel like he was more of a scorer. Now he's just scoring and, I feel like, dominating in every other category, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, game started back tonight. Um, I will say, Walker Kessler's had a really good rookie season yeah. with the Jazz. Jabari's kind of had, you know, not great, but also not, you know, not bad to any sense. Well, the Rockets are just in total. The Rockets are also just an awful they, they organization. Yeah. But I think Jabari's done well for it being his rookie season. He's had some good games, had some bad games, shown signs of, 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 of you know, yeah, of, of good play. Kessler, I, Kessler is just, he's just, I think he's just done so well. You know, he has obviously had some bad games, but like he's, he's like fourth in the league in blocks as a rookie. He leads a, the, he leads rookies in blocks by like a whole block per game, which is nuts. And he's had games where he'll have like, like 20 something points and like 12 rebounds. And then he'll have a game where it's like 10 yeah. points and 14 rebounds. And then it's like, he'll have a game where it's like, Eight point six rebounds, but then like seven blocks. It's just kind of he's he's just kind of all over the place. But it's like they don't really need anything else from him. They kind of get what they need from him because like with Laurie Markinen and Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson uh, I mean, I, I I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but like they just they they get what they need out of him uh, I think he's going to improve really well but it's really good to see I think his game was the kind that you expected to translate well to the NBA mm-hmm. like they're just there really wasn't not this fast though not this fast yeah typically you, get, you see like these giants and like it takes time but honestly they it's only I mean, up from for him from there it's crazy cuz like there was so like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert had been feuding for years, really ever since COVID hit. Um, and they got rid of them both. I think Mitchell was more of just like a – not like a that they didn't think they could win with him, obviously, but I think they just wanted the best for him, and it was just time to rebuild. But I think, I think they just saw the core that they would have before getting rid of Mitchell or when they did get rid of Mitchell, and they were like, well, screw it. I mean – this is a pretty good squad to rebuild with, and sure enough, they're not even rebuilding; they're contending. Yeah, and it's it's really cool to see. Not something anyone expected. Uh, and Kessler losing the two, like the three time defensive player of the year, two or three time defensive player of the year, and getting Kessler and him. And him he's honestly, been, he's been better this just season. as well. He's been better this season, and honestly, better than what Rudy has been. I mean, obviously, he's Rudy's really really good, but. Like as a rookie coming in and playing like this, like the 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 sky's the limit for Walker, and I think there's a lot to look forward to there. But it's just it has been. But I will say it's fun to imagine what Kessler and, and Donovan would have done. Yeah. But you know. But Donovan's Donovan's balling out on the Cavs. I love the Cavs. I yeah. think I used to be a big Louisville basketball fan. I don't know why. I just really loved them. And Donovan Mitchell is one of my – I think he's my favorite NBA player. He's just – He's just fun to watch, and he's not really – He's I, quiet, but he has competed every year. And mm-hmm. 
wherever he goes is just success, honestly. Yeah, and the Cavs have a pretty good team too. Yeah, Darius Garland, and then and Jared Allen Jared and Evan Mobley and Mobley. Coro's done pretty well there. He's yeah. had he's he's kind of been he's, he's a kind of a role player. He's a like, role player, but like he'll he'll occasionally have like a little breakout game. Yeah. Where he busts out for twenty points. It's hard for him to break out when you have. Yeah, he doesn't need to. That's the thing. Right. He doesn't need to, but he, he again, he's one of those players that just fits his role well. He's kind of like a three and D. He's kind of turned into a three and D wing almost. And, yeah. But he's, impacts he's, the game though without scoring. For yeah, sure. he's he's a really good defensive player. I've I've always been able to like pull up, you know, defensive highlights, and he's absolutely he, he's it's just fun to watch. But we kind of expected that from him. I mean. Again, didn't expect him to come in and score 20 points a game, but it's just good to see him doing well. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to – I think that's going to be it. Again, we'll hopefully be back next week or two. Um, we'll talk some more Auburn basketball as we get into the SEC tournament and uh, baseball as baseball season goes on. So thanks for joining, and we'll see everybody soon.